Cornflakes, now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Beautiful morning to you out there. We hope you had a pleasant week. We're here again to provide you with a quality life through this exciting medium, the NASCO Moment Show. Today, our attention is focused on personal hygiene and sanitary habits for quality livelihood. The human metabolic system is designed in such a way that after it absorbs the nutrients in the food given to it, it excretes the residual matter as sweat, urine or feces. The proper disposal of fecal matter and urine especially is non-negotiable, hence the invention of toilets. Human excrement has been identified as a major cause of epidemic like cholera and other diseases caused by human waste. It has been observed that most people, especially rural dwellers, do not see toilets as a necessary component of their habitat. They would rather ease themselves in nearby bushes and mountaintops than spend capital on building or installing a proper toilet. Shocking statistics made available by the United Nations in November this year indicate that 2.4 billion people do not have adequate sanitation. Also, 1 billion people still defecate in the open. Poor sanitation has been linked with increasing risks of disease and malnutrition, especially for women and children. Women and girls risk rape and abuse because they have no toilet that offers privacy. It is in light of these frightening statistics that we at NASCO Moments thought it proper and timely to renew efforts aimed at sensitizing the general public about personal hygiene and sanitary habits for quality livelihood. We have in the studio this morning a leading health and environment advocate on the plateau, who is also a formidable media consultant in her own right, Madam Esther Beechus. She's here to enlighten us on this sensitive issue in the course of this program. My name is Hudun Gyan. We'll be right back. It's wonderful to have you on the NASCO Moment Show. It's my pleasure to be here in the studio to okay. share my thoughts. Okay, so we'll just delve right in by starting with the basics. What is sanitation? Okay, by simple definition from the uh, Advanced Learners Dictionary, it says sanitation is systems that make people's life healthy. So systems, anything. And uh, I would now like to make it look like it's a proper and efficient disposal of human waste such as urine, feces, menstrual blood and so on and that is meant to improve health and the general well-being of the person so anything, any system that is that enhances the well-being of an individual would be considered as sanitation. Okay, that's pretty basic enough. Um, let's know now what the relationship is between toilets and proper sanitation. Well, the bulk of uh, human waste, particularly, is expected to be uh, emptied in a toilet. So if you're going to uh, 
you're going to have proper sanitation, you're going to have a clean environment, you need a toilet. Women need the toilet to clean themselves and to uh, that's when they are menstruating. Women, uh, children, adults, everybody needs the toilet. You know, so if everywhere is going to be clean, then you need a toilet. And so there is a relationship. If there's going to be a sanitized environment, if you, an individual is to feel comfortable, because sanitation has to do with the well-being of the person. Just imagine that you are pressed up, you know, you are under pressure. And then once you release it, you are relaxed. So that is the angle of well-being. So you feel refreshed, you feel clean uh, inside, even if you've not taken your bath. So there is a relationship, a very big relationship, because the bulk and the urine is done in the toilet, the sanitary uh, uh, activities of women done in the toilet. And so there is quite a link. You can't have sanitation without toilet, without good toilets. Okay, so we, we don't just need toilets, we need good toilets. Good toilets, sure. Okay, so what are the health and social benefits of good toilets? Health, I think in your introduction you mentioned some of the benefits. Number one is the human dignity. Uh, if you have seen people who have toilets and then they are forced to go and defecate outside, you find that they are not comfortable. I remember I, there's, there's a story someone told me that in DR Congo, there was one elderly lady who was visiting her neighbors to go to toilet each time she feels uh, like easing herself and she would visit her toilet and uh, her neighbors. Eventually, as a community, they decided that they would construct a toilet for her. And one thing that old lady said was that her dignity has been restored. So there's dignity in having a good toilet. So it is beneficial. You know, you feel good when you have to go and look for somewhere in the bush and squat. And maybe you go into the bush and then you see your in-law in that place. You know, it's, it's undignifying and it is very embarrassing. But if you have your own toilet, you feel good about it. You can go in anytime. It is safe. We mentioned the fact that at the beginning you said something about women being raped. People get raped. Women get raped in the bush. They are exposed to reptiles. Like uh, when I heard the story of the lion that escaped from uh, just a wildlife park, I, the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, what about those people that are going to the wildlife park to defecate, you know? Uh, <laughs> that, that's, a, a that's a big risk, you know? So those are some of the things, uh, those are the benefits. You are safe, you are protected, you are dignified when you have a good toilet and within reach. Mm. What about the health benefits? The health benefits, of course, the issues of cholera, the issues of uh, diarrhea, the issues, you know, they, they are drastically reduced when especially you have the toilet and at the same time you have also healthy practices because some people may have the toilet but do not know how to handle it. So the issue of handling the, the toilet is another matter. So it helps, so it cuts down uh, child mobility. Uh, it, the women, you know, uh, usually the system, the way we are as women, uh, you are exposed more to some of these infections and all that but if there is a proper toilet and it is used properly then you know the woman feels healthier okay um briefly before we go on break how will you assess uh the toilet habits of rural dwellers and urban dwellers seriously i don't know if there is any major a major difference so to say because i know like when i was coming here incidentally or i saw somebody he packed his car actually i realized that he, he the car was his when I saw him come out of an uncompleted building and then he was looking and he kicked and then he went in and into his car. I think he went to ease himself. Now that is in Joss. That's an urban an dweller. An urban dweller. 
There are some people that have toilets but would rather go. Some people have told me they have toilets in their homes but they prefer to go and take the fresh air outside. And same thing, rural, of course, in the rural communities. Some communities, what they need is to be taught and to be enlightened on the dangers of not having toilets. It depends on the community, actually. But in the rural areas, they don't really think it's a big deal whether you have a toilet or not. That's just the difference. But in the urban areas, they have the toilets and they choose not to choose not to use them. Okay, so we, there's need for a lot of education and it also depends on the individual, it seems. Yes. This is the Nasco Moments radio talk show and we're talking to Esther Beatrice. We'll be right back to talk more on personal hygiene and sanitation. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Thank you for tuning in. This is the NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show. Madame Esther Beatrice has been educating us on good toilets and healthy sanitary habits for quality livelihood. Now, a wide range of toilets exist. And some listeners out there may be thinking of the best and cost-effective type of toilet they can use. Please educate them on this. Uh, the issue of cost, when you consider the hazards and the dangers, uh, cost may not really be an issue. Because by the time somebody falls ill and you take the person to the hospital, you know, it will cost more than having a toilet. You know, So uh, the issue of cost would not really be an issue. Uh, important as it were but to be uh, fair to people i think uh, the least toilet anybody can have is the pit latrine which has three components it has the pit itself it has a slab with a hole in it and then maybe the shelter to uh, for protection and and of course for uh, for the dignity that we mentioned at the start of the program and so that would be okay. I think that's about the cheapest. And then some people might want to add a vent for the toilet so that to reduce the gas that is being emitted from inside the pit. And of course, that's another uh, some issue. But basically, that is just it. And of course, you can advance to the uh, uh, the the flush toilets the ones that have the chambers and all that so it depends on it depends on the individual but basically the pit latrine or the dry latrine some are dry because you don't need water but some the poor flush the one that the has the basin with the you just need a liter or three or thereabout of water to just flush it uh, that is the basic one so that should not be too much of a problem it's very important once we look at um, the consequences of not having these toilets. So one should plan to have even the most basic, just knowing how important it is to have a toilet. Certainly, one should plan. You know, you are building a house. Unfortunately, like in the urban areas, we seem to think that everything is rosy, rosy in the urban areas. But in, I mean, in the yes, sure, in the urban areas. But 
it's not so we have urban slums like i mentioned the issue of wildlife but somebody has reported and that most of the people that live around that sabongeri area actually go into the bush to defecate in the open a lot of the houses do not have uh, toilets so as you are as a landlord you are planning or as a a, 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 an, or a house owner you are planning to build a house, a toilet should be a major component of that plan. But then we've heard that so many people build uh, very bad pit latrines. How do you build a good one? A good latrine should be away from the habitation of people, a safe distance. You may not necessarily, maybe 15 to 20 meters away from where people stay. Why? Because of the stench. And then it shouldn't be close to your well. It should be uphill. From the, it shouldn't be uphill actually from the well so that it does not seep into the well. So the basic thing you need is the pit which you can do yourself. So people and then, need to consult though to know how to, to build sure. a proper pit latrine. Sure. Okay, what considerations do people need to make before building or installing a toilet facility? Okay, I think I have already mentioned some of those things that you need to consider. What What's your pocket? Uh, what budget do you have towards that? But in considering your budget, again, think of what would happen if you don't have a proper toilet. And then where do you want to construct it? Do you have the space to do it? Otherwise, you can also do that as a community. Like I mentioned the issue of uh, somebody in DR Congo. You can do that as a community. You can say, okay, since our houses are, are wall to wall, let us go as a community have a place where we can all go maybe you have two three structures that you go in depending on the size of the community again those are the things to consider who are the people in your home or in the environment that you are looking you want to look at the people who have physical uh, uh, you know impairment you want to see the nature of their impairment you want to see well do you have children around the place that will be needing the toilet do you have aged people around that will be needing those toilets that will be using those toilets then these are the things that you consider women uh, will the toilets be accessible to them and so on so these are some of the things that one would consider before you construct so you encourage communities to come together and build toilets for homes that do not have toilets. certainly and it is even cheaper mm. now beyond having a toilet we would agree that maintaining good hygiene is very important um, what toilet hygiene practices should uh, people imbibe I think uh, the one that has been uh, popularized and which is most uh, uh, important of is the proper hand washing proper hand washing so you need to wash your hands properly like we say with soap and water or ashes and water and then you need a toilet a, 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 a tissue or you need uh, your napkin these are the things that you would need to properly clean wash your hands and you wash your hands at critical times critical times are after using the toilet when you are going to prepare food or serve food as it were you know when you come back from outdoor activities you've been in the office or you've been in the market and you are coming in you need to wash your hands and wash your hands properly and ensure that you really wash the hands uh, clean and then of course you clean them so those are the, uh, some of the things and then the toilet itself has to be washed properly you need to keep it clean you use disinfectants to clean and wash your toilet and then you know you don't let too many people use a toilet and it's good, like the way, you know, some of these public toilets, uh, some people don't care. I remember when uh, Jasmine Market was uh, uh, operating then, they had toilets and they had people that were work cleaning the toilets and it was very easy for people in the market to just walk in there, pay uh, tokens and use the toilets and come out and the next time you go in there, it is clean. And of course, when you know somebody is watching you, there's a tendency to actually use it properly, but we should be responsible. 
even if it is a public uh, toilet, we should be responsible. So those are some of the things that people need to do. Okay. Is it more important to wash your hands under running water? Certainly, running water. And I, I just, it shouldn't be like somebody would say, you soak your hands and another person soaks his hand in the same container or you alone, you do that. So you, you run, you wash your hands under running water. You get somebody, if you don't have a, a running tap, then you get somebody to pour, pour the water over your hands as you wash them. Okay. I just wanted to clear that up. This is the Nasco Moments radio talk show. We are not done yet. Please stay with us. We'll be back after this break. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back. We've been discussing personal hygiene and sanitary habits for quality livelihood. Now, Esther Beatrice, a leading health and environment advocate on the plateau and media consultant, is our guest on NASCO Moments. I'll come back to you. Certainly, there are people out there who cannot afford a toilet. What can these people do apart from shortcuts since they have to defecate anyway? Well, I, I think we have already mentioned that, but let me just say it again uh, by way of emphasis that people can work as a community and it actually builds friendship. You know, like the community I mentioned that constructed a toilet for, uh, for uh, a, a lady in that environment, that particular community. People can do that. Uh, organizations can shoulder the responsibility. There is what is called social responsibility. Let people begin to construct toilets. Organizations like NASCO, let me just mention like NASCO here. They will like, I appreciate the fact that they are beautifying uh, Plateau State. They've been doing that for quite a while, but it will also be nice and a lot better if they have toilets in, a, in one place or another, maybe where their offices are located, where people can easily go there. It will be nice. It will be good for all the organizations, communities. Let us work as a team to ensure that there's a place where somebody can go. Like I mentioned the issue of that young person. If there was a toilet around that NYC secretariat, it would have been easier for the person to simply drive down to that place and use that toilet than to uh, begin to look for uh, the next available space to go to. So it's all hands on deck. Let's be responsible one to another. What other sanitary habits are important for our listeners to take note of? Well, what I, you need to keep your environment clean. We cannot overemphasize that. And then know that if you you don't properly take care of your environment, it affects the other person. If you defecate in the open, it, it, the, the flies perch on it and they don't choose where to settle. So they will take it maybe to your own food and then you end up eating your shit or they take it to another person's food and the person, or you buy it, in, you go to the market and you buy uh, food items, particularly the things that we snack on, things that we easily take, sugar cane, uh, Italy and all those things. Uh, so 
those are some of the things let's begin to feel responsible we start from the inside know that it is your responsibility to take care of yourself to clean your environment and also to take care of the other person help the other person to do the right thing i've noticed that water is a major problem sure. because even if you build uh, maybe a public toilet and as an organization and you give it to a community the major problem is water how would you advise people to keep such places um, clean and sanitary okay like we uh, we also mentioned during the program that uh, you you can consult People will let you know. And then if you are planning, you already know that you need water. You can't plan for the toilet without how a, a means of getting it clean. So that should also be in consideration. And then sometimes uh, you use water, like in the home, you wash your clothes. The water that you use to rinse your clothes, you can save that water. There, I've seen families that save that kind of water and they use it to clean their toilets from time to time. And some people have saved water, also rainwater. You have tanks and you save rainwater. It will help. It will go a long way. So, and frankly speaking, we don't use, we, 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 uh, we are extravagant with water. Let me put it that way here. If you've traveled to some places like Niger Republic and you see the way they handle water, water is treated with, you know, with care because they don't have sufficient water. And yet they have toilets in those places and they use them and they clean them. So we need to learn to manage water properly when it is available. So we can think of other innovative ways to uh, make sure that there's water around. Like I said, the poor flush, you just need a liter or thereabout to flush uh, out what you have already emptied. So I, there's a problem, all right, and we hope that... Uh, uh, water will be made more available but in the planning consider the issue of water well, you mentioned the for the old just main market the way it was run don't you think it would be appropriate to charge even if it is maybe 15 naira, if you want to use the toilet so that they can give you a little bit of tissue paper and well, they can keep getting water let me even say that this is big business mm. like we have said somewhere sheep business is big business we have unemployed graduates that can plan you are in your service here you are saving your money you construct one toilet if you go to like a the northern part of nigeria usually they have some of these things like that and they charge tokens for it so you you can you can construct one toilet in a strategic place and people pay you tokens for it before long you will construct another toilet and before you know it you have a big business People need to understand that this is business. This because, is business because, and big business. And it, it, is, it will work everywhere because Certainly. people need to ease themselves. Sure. That is something that everybody does every day. You know, we are, not, we are not innovative in our thinking. To make, we just think that it's just going to defecate, that's all. Mm. But we don't know that since everybody needs to do it, then let me provide a place for them to do so. Okay, so um, what are your final words as it concerns um, sanitary habits of the general public? Well, my, I usually say uh, keep it clean from the inside to the outside. Your heart has to be clean. You have to be clean yourself. You need to take care of your personal hygiene. And then, of course, help the other person to maintain a clean and a healthy body and environment. It is to our own benefit. And of course, for the communities, I say, make yours a model community. That's just it. Let people have something to learn from your community. That's, that's excellent. And on that note, I think um, uh, we'll draw the curtains on the program. Thank you very much, Esther Beatrice, for sharing your thoughts with us on the NASCO Moment Show. It's been my pleasure to be here. 
All right, we trust that our esteemed listener has benefited immensely from the insights today on personal hygiene and sanitary habits for quality livelihood. This is where we end today's show. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at NASCO group. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. And it was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producers, Harun Audu and Joshua Tongman. Production Coordinator, Solomon Audu and Tolu Bakari. I'm Hudun Gyang. Have a lovely weekend. with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime.